Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato from MediaMonarchy.com. He who pays the piper calls the tune. We have got that story plus pushback down under goes maximum overdrive. But first, the powers that shouldn't be have tried and failed for decades, but they are not going to let a problem like that stop them anymore. FDA approves first COVID-19 vaccine and... We'll just, I mean, I know this will this will mean the end of all our channels. They hate it when you read government documents. But taking it from FDA.gov, the FDA's approval of the Pfizer vaccine is a milestone as we continue to battle the COVID-19 pandemic. While this and other vaccines have met the FDA's rigorous scientific standards for emergency youth author- authorization, as the first FDA-approved COVID-19 vaccine, the public can be very confident that this vaccine meets the high standards for safety, effectiveness, and manufacturing quality the FDA requires of an approved product, said acting FDA Commissioner Janet Woodcock, MD. She's got the letters after her name. While millions of people have already safely received COVID-19 vaccines, we recognize that for some, the FDA approval of a vaccine may now instill additional confidence to get vaccinated. Today's milestone puts us one step closer to altering the course of this pandemic in the U.S., James. They don't even say, hey, maybe this could help end it. No, we're just going to go into a new act or scene of the scandemic. FDA grants full approval of vaccine critics blast agency as we grab this from childrenshealthdefense.org, which I got kind of worried about. James early this morning was loading up some articles for the morning show and a website wasn't loading. I was like, oh man, of course they're probably going to get taken down. I tried to stay on the bright side that maybe they're just getting massive traffic and their servers are struggling to keep up. That's, that's what I'm going to lean on. FDA grants full approval of Pfizer vaccine critics blast agency. The FDA granted Full approval to the Pfizer MAGA jab for people 16 years and older, which I'm pretty sure are among those least susceptible to cooties. And here's one of the points to mention. Without public discussion or even holding a formal advisory committee meeting, you know, to discuss data. That's the latest sinister turn I think the hellscape has taken us to. And James, I'll I'll, I'll put this one question to you. The insane pressure to get this into people that aren't really in danger of it. That's one of my big why questions. But the other part, from another childrenshealthdefense.org article, two things MSM didn't tell you about this approval. First, the FDA acknowledges that while Pfizer has insufficient stocks of the newly licensed Comirnaty vaccine available, There's a significant amount of the Pfizer BioNTech COVID vaccine produced under emergency youth authorization still available for use. The FDA decrees that the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine under the EUA should remain unlicensed, but can be used interchangeably with this newly licensed Comirnaty product. Secondly, as if that wasn't enough, the FDA pointed out that the licensed Pfizer Comirnaty vaccine and the existing EUA Pfizer vaccine are legally distinct but proclaims that their differences do not impact safety or effectiveness. As Children's Health Defense points out, there is a huge real-world difference between products approved under EUA compared with those the FDA has fully licensed. James, you and I, we'll, we'll tell them right there how we work on this show. 
we weren't sure how to pronounce this new weird word. So we just hit up MSM just real quick to be like, how are these people pronouncing it? I got it. Comernity. No, 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 not comorbidity. No, I'm pretty sure they said comernity, James. Indeed. And this is a, a potentially confusing story in some ways, because as you say, for example, yes, it has been approved. Comernity has been approved. But the B629C3POR2D2, whatever it was being known as before, is still available under the emergency use authorization, for example, for under 16s or for the unapproved booster shot idea or extra stocks they have lying around. So there's two different that are exactly, I mean, it's exactly the same thing. It's a different label that's being Mm -hmm. issued under a different legal authority, but it's the exact same thing. Um, Anyway, so there's this intentionally perhaps confusing aspect to it, which unfortunately, even people in the uh, independent media, even people who generally I respect the research are getting this wrong and saying, no, FDA didn't approve it and blah, blah, blah. And they're making silly conclusions. We could spend three hours going through this line by line and going through every point. Luckily, we don't have to because Ryan Christian at The Last American Vagabond already has. He has been doing the yeoman's work on day in, day out news on all aspects of this throughout the whole crisis. But especially, I want to direct people to not the latest daily wrap-up, but the latest one that I heard anyway, the unjustified, dishonest, and dangerous FDA approval of Pfizer's injection, clearing up confusion. And he does an excellent job of going through this, putting it in context, explaining the different uh, aspects of this, what it means. So I couldn't recommend that strongly enough, and that will cover all of the bases that we're not able to cover right here. But I just want to point to one of the things that he points out in that uh, discussion which is a not for the f- first or la- not for the last time on this episode of New World Next Week, a British medical journal article, the BMJ, specifically Peter Doshi, who has been one of the uh, probably the only that I can think of um, person in a position in a mainstream uh, uh, publication that has influence in the mainstream world, who has been saying just basic basic common sense about these things. I cited one of the things that he pointed out about the uh, the relative safety, blah, 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 garbage that they were trying to use back last, last December um, when they were getting this approved. And I put that in the future of vaccines. Well, here he is with uh, an, a very important article that was just written a few days ago, just before they announced the approval. Does the FDA think these data justify the first approval of a COVID-19 vaccine? And he goes into some extremely important points here, pointing out the first of all, the biggest fraud of all, is that nothing, truly, absolutely nothing has changed in their assessment of this data in the past few months, even, that would even theoretically justify why it has suddenly gone from emergency use authorization to approval before the clinical trials are even finished. The clinical trials are still ongoing. They, uh, even if you actually read into the FDA, um, the, the, the information they're now sending out as part of the label with the approval, um, they are saying, for example, uh, well, we don't know, we, we still don't know about pregnancy and how this affects, and it, we don't know about lactation and whether this gets passed through breast milk, and we don't know any of these things. But we have, we, we're, we're encouraging pregnant women who are taking the shot to get enrolled so that we can monitor them. Oh, great! And approved! Yay! We're approving it for use when we admit we don't know what's going on. That's just one tiny aspect of this, and as Peter Doshi points out, 
even uh, the data of the latest preclinical trial or the, the trial results that they're, they're releasing um, that supposedly, I guess, the FDA is using as part of this, the, the cutoff for that data date was 13th of March. 2021. So they're still dealing with several month old data now, but no, it's good. Okay, approved, whatever. Yes, rush it, rush it, rush it. Anyone, anyone, even people who genuinely believe this is mother's milk and absolutely the best thing since sliced bread and everyone should get it, should be raising bloody murder about what's going on with this sham of a process. It is transparent that they are trying to rush this through in, a, in an absolutely unprecedentedly horrible way. I, I mean, as I've said for many times now over the months, there's no doubt they're going to approve it. Don't base your whole thing on, well, it isn't approved yet because they're going to approve it. But the way that they're approving it, if that doesn't set off every alarm bell you have, then you are not a functioning human being anymore with a spidey sense of any sort. This is horrible and anyone who is not against what's going on right now is not getting what is happening it is amazing anyway as i say hours and hours and hours could be spent on this but i will just direct people over to ryan christian who really is doing a great job of dissecting this work and i i hope people will spread this uh this information to the last remaining people who could possibly understand the gravity of what's going on right now unfortunately Every person who takes the shot is now one more person who's going to be like, well, I'm not dead, so I think you should have it too. And that's the way this is unfortunately rolling out. But you are right. Why? Why are they pushing so hard on this? And I was reading some interesting speculation online um, by a commenter uh, uh, the other day who was saying it's, it's like one of those rollouts for a big product that they think is going to be a really like bestseller blockbuster product, but it's actually a flop. But they've still got all of the retail space set aside for it and the big, you know, the, the, the standees and all of that. It, the whole thing's still there, but everyone knows this is a flop and like, what's going on? It's, it feels like that. They rolled this out thinking this was going to be the big one and everyone, but it turns out to be this. But they're still pushing it as if it is this Black Death bubonic plague. So that, I mean, that's just a fascinating aspect of what's going on. At any rate, all I can say is the approval process itself is so transparently horribly wrong in this case that, as I say, if you do not understand that, if you do not see that, then you do, there's absolutely no hope for you anymore. It has often been said, and this is another really interesting thing, again, just to sort of look at look at the culture and suddenly, of course, we can joke, oh, man, the left can't meme. And it doesn't seem like they can, but also it's just they're not even following the research we know they've done. You don't introduce new products in August. That's why you wait till September for 9-11. So if folks don't know, I actually play all the latest Last American Vagabond and Corbett Report episodes on the Media Monarchy stream. I saw on the tweets the other day, James, someone basically saying it's quite fascinating. It's, it's really quite interesting from a morbid standpoint to watch a culture operate on nothing but complete lies. And it all just keeps kind of failing forward. I, I often make the comparison of like the cartoons that run off the cliff. They're fine until they look down and they are trying very hard to not look down. But yeah, they're like magicians. They can cast a spell and make us think something has changed when nothing fundamentally has changed. It's kind of like our puppet presidents here in America. They can swap them out, but the same operation still rolls on. 
lot of things to talk about in this, James. Note how similar emergency use authorization, EUA, and end user license agreements, EULA, that we've all seen and gone, oh yeah, I agree, just let me into the thing. I've speculated on the show, it's because people have now uploaded proprietary software into their GMO bodies, and now maybe they can only grow with, of course, a usual application of Roundup. Otherwise, well, they're going to shrivel up. I know mixing all my gretaphors here, but it's like they let themselves get bit by the vampire, and now they've got to feed. They've got to get constant booster shots so they don't explode into ash or whatever, I guess. Put into different terms, the same people that took 20 years to replace the Taliban with the Taliban are now waging a war on COVID. And ask all the homeless folks, war on cancer, how all those other government-sponsored war ons are going. On this very related second segment on New World Next Week, episode 457, health researchers report funder pressure to suppress their results. A survey of public health researchers have found numerous instances of trial results being suppressed on topics such as nutrition, sexual health, physical activity, substance abuse, with 18% of respondents reporting that they had, on at least one occasion, felt pressured by funders to delay reporting, alter, or not publish it at all. This survey, published in PLOS One, involved 104 researchers from regions including North America, Europe, and Oceania, who have all led trials to evaluate behavioral interventions designed to improve public health outcomes. These trials, between 2007 and 2017, considered the gold standard of evidence used to inform healthcare decision-making. Public health research has a history of interference from industry funders, so the team, led by Sam McCrabb at the University of Newcastle in Australia, expected researchers running industry-funded studies to be the most commonly acting under duress, but they note by quote, we didn't find any instances of that. In the survey, trial investigators were asked if they had encountered various forms of suppression, ranging from requests to change research methods or alter a study's conclusions through all the way to appeals to delay publication or not at all. McCrabb and the co-authors found that the respondents were more likely to report pressure from government department funders seeking to influence research outcomes than from our good friends at charity funders or public research funding agencies. They also found that interference was more common in trials relating to sexual health and substance abuse than in trials relating to nutrition and physical activity, although they didn't examine the reasons for this. And a handy-dandy chart, how trial findings were suppressed. Reluctance over publication because results deemed unfavorable, requested conclusions altered, requested reporting of findings delayed, attempted to discredit members of the research team, and all the way down to demanding changes to the methods or the analysis. He who pays the piper calls the tune. They wrote that, not me. Researcher health experiences of funder suppression, behavior intervention, trial findings. We have very much, I think, been covering these stories a lot lately, James. Way back three weeks ago, folks might recall whistleblowers exposed corruption in EPA Chemical Safety Office. EPA overruled scientists in hair on fire, meaning must approve now cases. Here we are again, James. What? Funding bodies have some sort of sway over the research that they're funding into existence? I never would have guessed it. Well, of course. Of course we know this. And if you want the best, I think... 
if I may subtly say so. The best encapsulation of that, go back to episode 353 of the Corbin Report podcast, The Crisis of Science, where I go over the various ways, not only that this happens, but how it happens and the various tricks, the p-hacking and other things that can be used to make a study say basically whatever you want it to say or whatever you were paying for it to say. But this particular article that you dug up here from Nature is an important one for a few different reasons. One, it's nature. So, you know, it, it can't be fact-checked away by Snopes or whatever. It's nature, so it must be right, right? Um, two, they actually specifically um, go into what I think is an important point here, which undermines the sort of the idea in the popular conception of science trademark, you know, the science of the scientists, uh, scientism. Uh, which is this. McCrabb and her co-authors found that respondents were more likely to report pressure from government department funders seeking to influence research outcomes than from industry or charity funders. And that isn't to let industry or charity funders off the hook, but that's to say government not only does it as well, they do it even more so. They apply more pressure. That's an important point of all of this, that governments aren't floating on the cloud. Oh, if, if only we could make it all government funding, then it would all be about... No, they're saying it's worse Governments actually intervene more, and they go on to stress that point. John Buckley, nutritional psychologist at the University of S South Australia in Adelaide, says it's not surprising that governments intervene to try and suppress results that may, may not be to their advantage. And uh, they go on and stress that point again. Government agencies such as health departments might be more inclined to intervene if findings from a study they commissioned are not as expected, or if they are heavily invested in the health intervention such as an education or health program, or, I don't know, their deal with Big Pharma to push a vaccine, maybe, uh, being trialed, she adds. And then uh, they go on to cite the British Medical Journal, which uh, specifically in this case, they're citing an article, COVID-19 Politicization, Corruption and Suppression of Science, that was released back last November, talking about four specific instances of the UK government um, corrupting the science of COVID-19 for their own um, purposes. And this is, again, this is not the only time that the British Medical Journal has addressed this. In fact, they've, this is something of a hobby horse for them. Um, back in 2019, time to stop commercial distortion of healthcare evidence and practice experts urge. And they, ha they, they started an entire collection of articles that you can go uh, about commercial influence of health research and scientific uh, research that is a ton of articles on this subject and how to overcome it, how, how researchers can start to find other ways of, of funding trials that don't re re resort to these, these types of influences, etc. Although that's specifically on the commercial in influence side of things, not the governmental influence. Um, one other thing that I think is related from, oh, I don't know, the British Medical Journal, uh, July 2021. Time to assume that health research is fraudulent until proven otherwise, question mark, <laughs> in which they say, uh, it, you know, it's basically, it's time. Um, so much of this research is, is turns out to be flat out wrong that it would be more helpful to assume that even peer-reviewed published health research is wrong until it is proven until they prove that they have the actual data that they say they have and that that data actually lines up in the way they say it does. And the, research, the, the onus should be on the researchers to prove it rather than to say, oh, we did this test and here it is. So there's some really fundamentally important points to be made here, especially in this time of generated crisis. And look, 
for your normiest of normie friends, you don't even have to turn to the Corbett Report or Media Monarchy or these weird, oh, independent media. No, it's the British Medical Journal. It's nature. They're, they're spelling it out for you, black and white. Yes, governments and commercial and industry and charity funders all apply pressure to get the results they want out of the studies they are funding into existence. That is the most basic common sense. A child would understand it, but it takes an adult to reason themselves out of that and pretend that scientists are floating on clouds and listen to the Neil deGrasse Tysons and others of the world who are feeding them this latest round of scientism. It is time to break the spell. Let me once again humbly recommend episode 353 of The Corporate Report as a starting point to start to understand the problem and 354 on open science, solutions, open science, as a potential different way forward for the scientific community. Interestingly enough, the other main bit of research cited in this Pay the Piper story, a a survey of suppression of public health information by Australian governments. Hey, speaking of the police state down under, I, I love the meme of the Taliban insurrection with them saying something like, hey, if you don't like it here, be glad you're not down in Australia. Hopefully some not unmitigated good news to close out this New World Next Week episode. Australian truck drivers vow to block every major highway in radical anti-lockdown strike. As Australians continue to take to the streets to protest the scamdemic lockdowns, most recently clashing with the police over the last weekend. Aussie truck drivers are planning to shut down every major highway across the country and have advised people to stock up on groceries. One driver declared in a video that truck drivers are planning to shut down the country to remove the government on August 31st, beginning at 9 a.m. It's on. The truckies are doing it. The truckies are going to shut down the country. What that means is you need to go shopping now, get what you can for the next week or two, load your fridge, freezers. It is unknown how many truck drivers are involved in the demonstration. However, drivers from around the globe have been posting advice online on how to impede efforts by authorities to tow their vehicles. I don't know, man, James, that story might give people some weird, weird ideas. We we might need some Bart's people, human interest to kind of distract from that last thing we were just talking about. Truck drivers identified as Queensland COVID-19 cases. Two truck drivers are the latest COVID-19 cases, cases to be discovered in Queensland, but health authorities say the risk posed to the community is low. Drivers from Somerset and Sunshine Coast in Queensland tested positive in New South Wales before returning a negative test. Of course, New South Wales, James, just reminds me of Victor Dominelli, the guy who got his jab and appeared on television with Bell's palsy to tell everybody, no, it's okay. It's this is fine. This is fine. Under strict essential worker rules, when the truckies weren't driving, they stayed home with their families who will now have to isolate for 14 days planting the seeds maybe that it'll be all the truckers faults if they you know all the anal swab cooties tests come back positive later oh my god today i learned they call them truckies down there maybe maybe james that's why they're in so much knifey spoony trouble maybe try something better like trucker mother trucker but In all seriousness, this is really where the rubber meets the road. I certainly wouldn't mess with any of these dudes, and I've wanted to get a deep freeze for a long time, James. 
My misgiving about this story is why announce it so widely so far in advance? Because all that does is give them plenty of time to prepare to prepare, at the very least, prepare the narrative, as you say, exactly what that second story you're pointing to points to is, oh, look, you know, look who might be to blame for all of this. It's the truckies, right? Um, but but also, nauseatingly embedded in that propaganda is also the other flip side of it. But these, these were good truck drivers. They went home and self-quarantined. Oh, good monkeys, here's your banana. Go put on your Neuralink and play some video pong. It's, uh, it's truly nauseating how how the, exactly what they're trying to drill into the population. There are the good people who follow all the rules, obey everything, and they're the good ones. The people who don't are the ones that are spreading this nasty sickness and causing the lockdowns, and everything bad is coming from them. The divide of the population has never been more strong. So I would just say it is a tactical mistake, at the very least, if that's what this is, to announce something like this so widely, so far in advance, because that doesn't help your cause at all. If you're going to do it, do it. Don't talk about it. Oh, hey, we're going to do this thing in a couple weeks. Everybody, you, you better be prepared. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to. Oh, wow. They got us. I, you know, that, that's my misgiving about that story. That's actually how I originally misread that second story. When we were working on the pre-show notes, James, I saw truck drivers identified. I was like, oh, see, they've already busted these dudes and these guys are already now in giant trouble for saying, hey, we're going to do this secret thing. They could have kept it on the CBs. Told their families, told the grocery stores, and those folks would have told the people who kind of needed to know. Again, definitely a tactical mistake if that wasn't all part of the plan in the first place. On another semi-related note of hopefully good news, Montana becomes the first state in America to ban vaccine requirements for employees. Why are you cracking up at that? <laughs> Semi-related. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I completely planned that out ahead of time, too. So I, <laughs> we'll do it live. Along with using terms like MAGA jab, because it makes both fake sides super mad, for folks out there, don't hesitate, don't be hesitant to use phrases like, my body, my choice. Um, actually, our buddy Media Bear, I think, has coined the phrase for the little bribery payments that you were just talking about to the good little monkeys, the donuts from Crisper Cream. Again, just little funny, subtle things. Krispy Kreme's the donut company. Crisper Cream, of course, the gene-altering garbage. My new favorite, James, is we're not anti-vax. We're pro-choice. Yeah. We're triggered. Yeah. All right, you guys. If you hadn't noticed from my 20 different clues I've been presenting to you, I am off next week for Viva Maz Vegas. That's right. Unvaccinated, hopefully unmuzzled show for the one and only Morrissey in Las Vegas. But I will be back for the rest of the week after Labor Day. We're observing Labor Day here in the States on Monday, November 6th. I'll be back on September the 7th, 6th. of course. September, September 6th. Yeah. Yes. Not November. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what 9-11 uh, anniversary, I believe, is, is scheduled for. Uh, that's also when another real big surprise we've got scheduled coming for alt media fans in general, New World Next Week fans in particular, right around the 9-11 anniversary. And James, that's on top of, because I know about that stuff, that's on top of on all the 9-11 anniversary coverage that I know full well 
you and Brock are probably already working around the clock saw. And so we both will have our respective 9-11 anniversary coverage from our kingdoms. And of course, as we always say, check out the P.O. Box and all the other support options in the show notes. James, there is epic episode 457 of New World Next Week. And before I wrap it up and throw it back to you, we are coming up on our 12th anniversary. And you and I have been joking off camera that we need to do a throwback styled episode back to the early days when we were on YouTube and you were only allowed 10 minutes. I very was always on top on top of the stopwatch telling us when we had to go when we had to stop. Maybe we'll do a throwback styled episode where it's just nine minutes and 59 seconds for the anniversary. <laughs> that's actually a very good idea. Let's put our thinking caps on. See if that's possible. <laughs> My God, can we get through one story? Anyway, I hope this 30-minute epic is enough to tide people over for the two weeks. If not, semi-related is good enough for two weeks, I think. Plus, you've also given me a great uh, 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 synonym for politician, warons, as in the waron. I love that. Moron, waron, it's great. So I'm going to try to find a way to incorporate that more into my spiel. But uh, Hey, I'm just, you know, I throwing just, it out. That's what and Greta Four, come on. Greta Four, people, gotta, you got to hand it to him. James is coining neologisms all over the place here. <laughs> All right. I think that'll do it for this week, this uh, next couple weeks. Anyway, when you're back, uh, we'll go through three more stories. We'll do it again, even if it's under, <laughs> even if we do 10 minutes. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that. Thanks, buddy. Take, Take care. care.